welcome back. Well, hello. <laughs> How are we doing? Beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so ready for all of the Christmas movies. Yes, we have timed season two to start around Christmas. Two perfect. It was all on purpose. <laughs> After our first episode back of Sex and the City, we're just diving straight into Christmas now. Step into Christmas, step into Christmas. <laughs> that was definitely a different song that I was singing. <laughs> oh, we love. But yeah, and we are bringing you, I think one of the best Christmas films ever made let's be real yeah just <laughs> one of the best films ever made I just thought period. I'd throw that out there and see how it fell and uh probably didn't fall too well yeah, it felt right <laughs> it didn't <laughs> the holiday which is a pun because in America they call Christmas the holidays oh <laughs> like a pun it's a holiday. They're going on holiday and it's also the holidays, right? Wow. I mean, it literally just occurred to me. <laughs> a lot to think about there. <laughs> Although they call a holiday a vacation, so probably not. It's a title for the intelligent. I'm finding double meanings where there are none. <laughs> oh, where do we even start? I mean, it's a chaotic premise. There's some, some real chaotic energy going on in this film and uh, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. We have to do a brief summary of kind of... Christmas movies uh, mm. from start to finish all of them that have ever been done so <laughs> in terms of Christmas movies like what are your top three so oh, a weird okay. number, but five seems too many <laughs> this has this is genuinely one that I watch like every year mm-hmm. but obviously other than that I mean I feel like I'm just going to list all the movies that we've got on our upcoming episodes oh, but spoilers I mean Love Actually is obviously up there yeah, yeah. And Elf, I would say, is my other one. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute classic. Mm-hmm. What are yours? Oh, number one, I think, is Home Alone mm-hmm. for me. See, this is one that I didn't watch much at all as a kid. I don't know why. But I rewatched it, like, I mean, last year, because obviously, like, last year we were in lockdown, for, like, the whole of the Christmas period. And I think I watched, like, every single Christmas film on Netflix during that time. And, I mean, it was great. Also, the mum is Moira from Schitt's Creek. Just Anyone who's icon. a Schitt's Creek fan out there. She's so good. Which is hilarious. It was, it was a really weird one. <laughs> I mean, it's great, but <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, it does centre around two grown men, basically, just <laughs> trying to attack and assault a child. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a bit of hide and seek. I know. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's top one for me. And I love Ashley. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, not this the one. Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not going to lie, I didn't even always watch this film at Christmas. Like, I would watch it any time of year. It's not really that Christmassy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's not that much specifically about Christmas in it. Like, it just happens to take place around Christmas. <laughs> no, I feel like we discovered that in this watching. We actually yeah. watched this one together last week. We did. That was great. Yeah, and and obviously half of it is set in LA, so it's not even like wintry vibes. It's sunny and glorious. No offense <laughs> to hot countries at Christmas, but I don't like Christmas in your that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it, but it seems like too weird. I don't yeah. think I could cope. I did two Christmases in Australia and it just it wasn't the same. Mm-mm. I'd have your chestnuts roasting on open fire. No chestnuts to be seen. <laughs> Resting in the 40 degree heat. <laughs> Rims on the Barbie. <laughs>
opening scenes, you've got, so your establishing bit was Iris, who is Kate Winslet's character. Yeah, is, um, yes. It's a weirdly specific setting of the Daily Telegraph's office <laughs> having a <laughs> Christmas party. I don't know I just love that they I don't know why they chose the telegraph it's just really random yeah I thought it was weird normally in movies I'll just do something really vague so they're not actually affiliating themselves I know and I'm like did they pay them to like mention them or something it's really weird daily telegraph product placement I know and then later on like Jude Law's character like goes on about the fact that he well, he doesn't actually say where he works, but he's like, my mother was an important editor at Random House. Like, <laughs> well, that's where I work. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, it's very weirdly specific. Yeah. And then we meet the frankly disgusting Jasper. Frankly <laughs> disgusting. Jasper Bloom. <laughs> yeah, that combo of piercing eyes, curly hair and general slimy demeanour god he is the worst an overall gross package literally why is she obsessed with him it makes no sense and i mean jasper literally and jasper is my cat's name so (laughs) (laughs) i just can't see him as a romantic lead you're never gonna be able to take him seriously (laughs) working against him Oh, um, but the one redeeming moment, I think, of their their interaction is when she gets him, I mean, horrible that he doesn't get her a Christmas present and she gets him some kind of first edition, like really expensive book, but then he calls her a stinker. A stinker? (laughs) Which actually I quite like. (laughs) You stinker. (laughs) I kind of want someone to call me a stinker, so you know. That. <laughs> I just hate it in movies when people like there's a shock that like someone's got engaged. The same thing happens with Bridget Jones, and it's like, I mean, to be fair, I guess that one is a shock because they hadn't really been dating that long. But this one, it's like mm. it's like she didn't even know they were dating, and then they're suddenly getting married, and she's like, "What?" And they both work there. Yeah, but I mean, people do hide their relationships at work. Yeah, true. My mum and dad did that. <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah they met at work and then they like hid it from everyone for a bit oh my God. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah it's no I hate that bit I hate everything about the whole Jasper situation don't love Jasper and then she goes home obviously really sad and then this really dark bit where she like turns on the gas hob and like sniffs it a bit and you're like Literally what is happening you know it's just a lot like I never really thought about that when I was younger and I was like whoa okay it's so intense yeah like is that supposed to be just be a joke <laughs> it doesn't seem like a joke it's not really a funny subject is it let's be honest no um and like very odd yeah, they just kind of breeze over and pretend it never happened so like lol what am I yeah, doing not the best yeah I didn't love that very very odd but I do love her cozy little cottage oh my god yes we talk about the cottage it's an iconic movie house like in um Godalming as we found out is where it's filmed little village that sounds like somewhere that would be in harry potter yeah like godrick's hollow (laughs) yeah exactly but um i regret to inform everybody that the cottage is in fact a set it's It's not a real house (laughs) (laughs) like the funniest thing is like i think they found a house that they were going to film in and then it just like didn't work for some reason so they had to build an entire like replica 
mother's house yeah. <laughs> the set <laughs> which must have been like wildly expensive <laughs> for like a movie of this caliber <laughs> I know the budget must have been pretty insane for this movie because like well I don't know but they've got really big actors in this they must have had to pay them a shit ton should we see what the budget was yeah the tricky thing is though I know like fuck all about budgets mm. so when I see a number it doesn't really mean anything so the holidays budget was 85 million oh jesus sounds like a lot <laughs> it sounds like a lot for this movie <laughs> yeah it's not got any fucking cgi like <laughs> i wish there was more cgi i Hot know <laughs> there's not enough cgi in the holiday they could have just made the house cgi <laughs> yeah. amateurs wasting their time with set design <laughs> oh what happened to the house though they could have done the thing like they did with their Lord of the Rings um hobbit houses and like left it standing so people mm. could go and visit it and reenact the movie Clearly it wasn't made sturdy enough <laughs> and we could go in there and reenact the scene of Amanda getting drunk and singing Mr Brightside at the top of her voice. <laughs> <laughs> most overplayed song of the noughties in my opinion oh my god it still is it's still going I hate that song. <laughs> and yeah, speaking of Amanda, we go over to LA and she is breaking up with her <laughs> fiance, Ethan. Ethan. I did not sleep with her. Okay, I slept with her. Are you happy? <laughs> did you say, am I happy? <laughs> Who is that guy? Because, I mean, this is really like harsh, but he looks a bit like a, a hamster or a beaver or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Mm, should, we, should we look up if he has a relation that's a hamster <laughs> like oh yeah does. makes sense his aunt is actually a beaver so <laughs> that would be why <laughs> I don't know he's kind of um forgettable yeah no, he <laughs> I know really he is. is I don't I don't know him for anything else to be fair like he's he doesn't come back in the movie either like Kate Winslet's ex True. like pops up later on but he's just yeah. know, like for the first five minutes and then you're like bye where's Ethan's redemption arc I know <laughs> Poor thing. or like not even redemption just like comeuppance you know what I mean yeah. like he never gets his comeuppance um well, I mean he was dumped by Cameron Diaz so yeah I suppose that kind of is mm-hmm. I'd be pretty pissed off if I was dumped by Cameron Diaz yeah but also he has like a really sick job he's like a film composer he doesn't seem fine. cool enough to have that job <laughs> <laughs> no it's unrealistic <laughs> absolutely as are the color of Cameron Diaz's eyes which I find obscene <laughs> why are they so blue <laughs> so rude give some of that blue to someone else just a bit um do you think they're contacts though because they're like ridiculous maybe like I just look at them and I'm like how are they real (laughs) I think they've always been blue yeah um also in this bit she has like her little team at her office which is in her house which is like I mean I mean her house is ridiculous we'll come on to that but Mm. um and they're Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski are her little assistants what a team (laughs) honestly (laughs) Oh, and then she's like ranting about men and John Krasinski's like, sorry. <laughs> like, sorry for being a man. <laughs> sorry. Men are trash. Yeah, that's great. And then you've got her like film um, trailer that she's been putting together. Oh, <laughs> what like... an iconic trailer. James Franco and Lindsay Lohan. It's so good. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Literally, why doesn't this movie exist? Deception. It's just a like, generic action title. 
yeah and um i found out that the guy the guy doing the voice of that movie trailer is actually like a guy that did loads of movie trailers and was like the voice of like movies like for years and years i think he's died now yeah i mean worrying what happened to those voice artists that did the like really intense trailers because like that's Mm. nothing anymore i know you're not like this Christmas coming yeah. to cinemas near you. It just doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> but that was all just one guy the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if it's just one person, then that's not too big of a casualty. Yeah. Like a whole whole career gone. <laughs> that's why you don't get them anymore, because that that one guy died. Oh my god. <laughs> Single-handedly was propping up the entire dramatic movie trailer industry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've retired, so this is officially over. No one can replace me. <laughs> That's all you're getting. Bye. <laughs> and then we have the defining moment of the movie when they both decide to log on to their little home exchange website. Shaped like a house. <laughs> yeah, it has the little chat box. <laughs> Shaped like a house. The exit X is like in the chimney. We must also so find it strange that like... So they just both happen to be online on this website at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And then just like MSN messaging each other. I mean, there was like, what else is there to do in 2007? I mean, yeah. I just think it's mad that Cameron Diaz is just like so into work that she doesn't even know like places you can go on holiday in. Oh my God. (laughs) Just literally Google's vacation spots, like with just no aim whatsoever. I'm obsessed with like the Googling. Like it's so vague. She's like vacation spots. And then she just clicks it in when she types it. She doesn't just put vacation spots. She puts it within like with quote marks. marks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mum. Why are you typing it within Google within quote marks? To be fair, that is a thing that you can do to make that specific search term come up. I actually do that sometimes. Oh fuck. Fair <laughs> it is a real thing and then she's like bora bora kayak for one no thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh and then doesn't she look at another place that's in england and it's like absolutely not a picture of england yeah she's like where do they speak english england <laughs> and then she clicks on surrey some random house that looks like absolute shit all definitely not <laughs> taken for english <laughs> no and then she lands on this lovely little cottage just 40 minutes from exciting London. <laughs> we did fact check it. It's almost correct. I mean, yeah, it's like an hour, but sure. Correct. You know, we'll let, we'll let it go. <laughs> and the commuter train that she sat on is definitely fucking fake. Oh, yes. Way too nice and quiet. They showed you Laura on the train at one point going, going home to the village and the train is like empty. I'm like, that's not a thing. Also, never thought about this, but... Do you think Amanda literally gets a private car to drive her from the airport to yeah. the house? He's a fucking big baller. Literally has like a chauffeur, like in a suit. But he still can't take her all the way to the house, can he? <laughs> He's like, nah, I can't go down that lane. I'll get stuck. <laughs> that accent. When they officially swap over, Cameron Diaz gets to England, goes into town. Just her vibe in the shop when she's like chucking stuff in the trolley, just like (laughs) having a vague look at things, filling it up. I was going to say like, I'm currently sat here with a Diet Coke and a glass of red wine and I feel like that's the chaotic energy that Amanda was giving when she was shopping (laughs) in that shop. She's just like literally throwing everything into her basket. Like I kind of love that vibe. Like I was just such good energy. 
And she's walking around like this really fancy little like deli shop and she's just like chucking everything into her basket. I love it. Like imagine you could do that. Her bill would have been like 200 pounds. Literally. Imagine shopping at a deli for like your just general groceries. She just puts in these like fancy chocolates. Just Why not? And when the shop (laughs) sister's like, oh, having a party, are we? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It does like a really good face. Swigs her wine. So good. I also was very interested in her book stack that she takes with her on the plane. Yes. <laughs> we paused this and had a closer look. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so she's got a copy of The Kite Runner. Excellent book. Atonement. Um, the first Harry Potter, for some reason, when it came out about 10 years before this. Well, she's been busy. <laughs> she's still catching up. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I buy the books, I read the reviews, but I never read them. <laughs> Like, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and she's also got like a Bob Dylan book. A bit random. I mean, she's clearly a DVD gal, though. If you look at her her house, which has an entire room of DVDs. Yes. About, <laughs> like, how weird does that room look now? About yeah. 15 years later. Oh, That's just like an, an obsolete room. Like, no Who one thought gives DVDs anymore. You just have to press a button now, Cameron. <laughs> Oh, and her driving into town in that mini is so stressful. Oh my god. I was like, just slow the fuck down, then maybe it'll be a bit less stressful. Like a lorry comes towards her and she just closes her eyes. Literally closes her eyes. <laughs> oh and it speeds into the town. Runs over a few kids on the way. Yeah. <laughs> I've written down Graham visibility because I don't think you see Grahams in movies much. Grahams? Oh, like, because he's called Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah. can name fuck all Graham characters. No, this is very true. So congrats, Graham's out there. My uncle's called cool, Graham. <laughs> ah. Although, unfortunately, the person representing you, I find maybe even worse than Jasper. Oh, my God, he's actually so shit. I hate him. Like, I think I used to enjoy him in this movie a lot more. Well, and I think I just, like, know more things about Jude Law these days that I'm like, meh. But also, he's just he's just so boring. Like, he's a boring yeah. man. Like, he has no... Apart from the Mr. Napkinhead scene, which obviously we'll return to. <laughs> <laughs> which obviously is written in history. <laughs> But, like, apart from that, I don't really see, like, I, I mean, apart from he's obviously gorgeous and has a lovely smile, but, like, other than that, there's nothing really that interesting about <laughs> he him. He looks nice in glasses, but like, apart from that. <laughs> yeah, I oh, just... It's just not a, not the one, really. Like, I, he's just so English. and like, I mean, I know I am, but <laughs> I, can, I can see why other people find us gross <laughs> when I watch this character. I'm oh, my like, God, Ugh. yes. <laughs> And when the English characters come up against the American ones, you're just like, <laughs> why are we so embarrassing? Sometimes, normally I'm like, oh, it's Americans that are embarrassing. And we're like, we're like classier. But then sometimes you're like, Ugh, why are we so British? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, um, yeah, I mean, Kate Winslet's character is nice. Oh, yeah, no, she's she still says some real she's cringy eleganza. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Jude Law. Oh, he's just like, no. It's really hard for me to just take any of his characters seriously because he's <laughs> just such a sleeve bag. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it doesn't ring true. No. And also, like, I feel like we were saying this, why Why does he never have any facial hair? <laughs> yeah, don't like, like that. He's the most clean shaven I've ever seen anyone. It's too much. And, like, it's like a baby's bottom. <laughs> 
but it just puts me off I'm like no so why does he never see his children <laughs> even though they live we assume down the road <laughs> we figured out like from when they first meet they basically spend like three days in a row together so he like mm. just like doesn't see his kids all that <laughs> just time. abandons his children like, that's fine I don't know just keeps <laughs> leaving them with the grandparents I guess I'm like I guess. Are, you, are you ever gonna see them <laughs> going back to the Britishness thing the only part the only part that I like is when he's like on the infrequent occasion that I go down to the local pub and get inordinately pissed <laughs> inordinately inordinately pissed <laughs> I just don't think real people speak this way no they really don't and like oh when they're getting when they're getting it on he's just like so cringe oh. <laughs> And then she tells him that her ex said she was bad in bed and he's like, well, you're already better than you think. <laughs> it's entire episode is literally going to be us repeating every line that he said and just like throwing up because we just are going in with like such a vengeance against Pretty him. much. <laughs> oh God, it's really, really hard for me to take him seriously. Going back over the pond, should we? Um, yes, should we do a bit of ballet? We haven't really been there yet. Um, we have Iris's little meet cute with um, Arthur. Oh, God. Oh. We love Arthur so much. I love him. That is just one of my favourite friendship depictions in any oh. movie. It's if you so don't remember, he's the 90-year-old she meets and like kind of takes under her wing and he's an old Hollywood screenwriter yeah like 50s and Got an Oscar hanging around in the house oh it's amazing and she takes him out for dinner and she's just there like neck in a pine which I love <laughs> <laughs> Kate from London shepherd <laughs> <laughs> a pint with a mate and um he only appears to be able to speak in film metaphors yeah classic <laughs> which is great he's like you're like the leading lady of your own life <laughs> and then of course we haven't even mentioned jack black yet um Yay. and like oh this storyline is just so much better well like so yeah. much more romantic and cute i think and we were saying like you don't even get any like hardly any physical contact between kate Winslet and jack black mm. like and whereas you get you know full like I mean not full sex scene between, between the other two but like a you pornographic know. sequence in the middle of the movie <laughs> but you know you see them making out and you see them like you know post-fornication yeah. and <laughs> but like they Kate wins and Jack Black literally only get like a little peck like they didn't yeah. they didn't get like a full smooch and we were like why can't Jack Black be seen as as much of a Sexy. romantic hero as as Jude Law because like know. I think he's a very handsome man. He is. He's lovely. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously we're skipping ahead of it, but like, yeah, like obviously I get that like throughout the movie, they're not together because like he's with someone else. But then when they do mm. finally get together, like why don't they have a proper fucking kiss? That first no. kiss. Just a pet. It's like the driest little pet it's like ever. A, like friendly. It's not yeah. romantic in any way. And like, yeah, I just can't help but wonder if it is affected by like the fact that like Hollywood well, they just, they don't like casting kind of non-thin actors as, like, romantic leads and, like, they don't get to be able to, like, seem to be, like, sexy in mm. any way, like, a lot of the time, unfortunately. Like, that's getting 
a bit better now, but it's still really bad. But yeah, um, it's huge yeah, fatphobic, like, and it's just yeah. I feel like they did him a disservice. Definitely, I just think it would have been different if he was yeah like seen as a more traditionally attractive in Hollywood's opinion actor. It probably would have yeah. been different. So hate that. I mean, I I feel like there is an element though of like there's their story is like a like a wholesome like old school Hollywood romance sort of thing do you know what I mean oh I never thought about that yeah that's like the vibe of their of their storyline I guess but Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know if that was a conscious thing or if they just didn't see like their characters in that kind of sexual way I don't know yeah but I do like there's so many of their scenes together that I love like the the bit where she gets all the old the old fogies round for dinner and like he turns up She's yeah. got like a private chef as well. Just fucking vibe. Did she, did that chef come with the house? Oh, yeah, I feel like she must have. That scene is just so cozy. Like I want to. Oh, it's so good. They have a little Hanukkah party, and then like you know, people ask that question. I find really annoying about like if you could have dinner with like anyone dead or alive, who would it be? And I just never know who to say. <laughs> I want to be at that dinner. Like, yeah. Oh be. my god. Honestly, obsessed. Like talking about how he wrote the the kid and his looking at you, kid. Yeah, like how cool. <laughs> All that. So good. Which totally makes the line. <laughs> exactly. And then another little tiny bit that is underage, which I love, is like Jack Black talking about his girlfriend being on location in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, to get a little bit of weird Jack Blackness. Yeah. Oh, and, and then obviously you've got the scene of them walking around Blockbuster and uh, <laughs> yeah. he's not singing all the theme tunes, which is great. And then you have the little cameo from Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> He's like, you can't go anywhere. God, uh, Dustin Hoffman just hanging about in Blockbuster. I bet he was he was waiting around near his DVD for someone. Yeah, to <laughs> in my opinion, definitely. That is probably the kind of thing that happens to you in LA, though. You probably just run into like super famous actors and block well not in blockbuster any, anymore because it's r.i.p r.i.p literally <laughs> like i love their all the scenes in la like with kate Winslet and jack black and then kate Winslet and arthur um i f- forgot their names in the movie <laughs> um <Iris. laughs> but like i love the setting in england because it's like cozy and christmasy mm, so like yeah. i think um those three characters should be in England and we can just cut Jude Law and Cameron Diaz <gasps> cut them out oh I was gonna say like it might have been more fun if it was like Jude Law turned up in LA and it was like a fish out of water scenario you know he's like the blustering English man <laughs> <laughs> I've just I can't cut everyone and only keep Jude Law <laughs> <He's> <laughs> worst one. no just like if you reverse the locations of each of the couples like I feel yeah, like that yeah. could have been that could have been interesting hopping back over to Surrey as she says it (laughs) I mean I'm just gonna skip over the whole part where they're like getting to know each other going on a romantic lunch because like god Cameron Diaz is still getting over her parents divorce when she was 14 (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, get over it love like you're a grown woman (laughs) oh god that's so savage I I mean look it's the divorces aren't easy for children um but most people are over them like 20 years afterwards and she's like okay i'm gonna say it fast (laughs) she's allowed to say like my parents died in a fire when i was 12 
<laughs> it's just so they can make the whole comparison between her and her parents being the three musketeers and then Jude yeah. Law and the two the two kids. It's a bit it's a bit heavy-handed. It's just like pff, I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> and you're not pulling me in because no. I don't care about her parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Does anyone think that's a normal scene? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just feel like they have such shit chat as well. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just not, it's not really like vibey. You're not for a first date, is it? Just talking about your parents' divorce. <laughs> no. <laughs> we are just like really against her talking about her parents' divorce. <laughs> I just find her a very lame character. <laughs> just like, like it's, oh no, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like everything in England, not as good. Again, why do people? Why would people have such cool jobs and they're just so fucking boring in real life? Or well, not real life? It's a film, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we then have the bit where she invites herself round to his house, even though he specifically said not to. She shouldn't have gone. To be honest, <laughs> invades his personal space. Yeah, meets yeah. his children that he was trying to keep a secret from her. Literally. I do find it so stupid and again it's only done for the movie but it like doesn't really make any narrative sense obviously like making it look like he's dating loads of other people by having like Sophie and Olivia come oh my on his god phone. so and, like, dumb as if they both have phones one of them's like four. <laughs> she four and she phones him up and then he's on the phone to her like yeah I can't today sorry like, <laughs> this is your like, small child I can't see you today like two or to your five-year-old daughter <laughs> like, savage like that like that's a terrible father yeah to make it sound like he's talking to women and like that's not good filmmaking <laughs> like, no. also awkward like that every time Cameron Diaz picks up the phone she's like oh it's Olivia uh, uh Sophie oh, sorry didn't mean I- to look and he's like yes you did <laughs> didn't mean to look at your Nokia 3310 Oh, and then, um, yeah, so she invites herself over. She ends up having a cute little bonding moment, I guess, with the with the two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one of whom, I have to say, I'm ashamed about this, but um, me and our friend Charlie used to watch this a lot, and we, we thought that the older child looked quite a lot like Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> and we used oh to do God. an impression of her like, Daddy, don't steal my daddy from me. <laughs> Oh my god, first insulting me. Oh. Now we're calling a child Gollum. Like, <laughs> we have now um, lowered ourselves to insult a Poor child. child. It will be a new portion of the podcast where we just <laughs> insult any child that was in the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And um, we looked we looked her up, didn't we, the little kid now? And she's like, she's like had a baby and she's like a goth or something. A bit disturbing to find out. Like a goth or something. <laughs> it sounds like our mothers. <laughs> She's one of these goths. Like a, an emo. <laughs> yeah, very much obsessed with the, the tent that they have in their room. It looks really very cozy. Cool. And I want one. I don't buy that they made that themselves. It's far too good. There's <laughs> no. lights within it. <laughs> yeah. How do you get fairy lights inside a tent? It's impressive. It's a whole fort, isn't it? And then we have the scene which I find really cringy when Jude Law <laughs> is like, they've the girls have gone to bed, and mm. then Cameron's like, I'm just trying to figure out why you didn't tell me about them. And then he does that speech where he's like, I'm a mum and a dad, I work 
and I have kids and it's like (laughs) and I have a cow in my back garden (laughs) oh but I don't know am I just biased against this guy or is everything he says just like a load of shit I think so I mean the only part that was remotely realistic was when he was like in bed um, with the kids next to him and he's like editing a manuscript or something I'm like yeah. I mean working late into the night is more accurate representation of like working in publishing <laughs> a bit more realistic than just like going out three nights in a row not yeah like no. ignoring your children he's never doing any work even though he's some kind of important editor and I yeah I really want to know what kind of books he's publishing I imagine them being really niche like books about specific boats or something because it would be yeah. something like quite, quite posh or like cricket books or something oh uh, yeah it would definitely be like a posh person hobby book oh my god like, I can see that yachts no that's totally what it is <laughs> um we also noticed at one point didn't we that he just got like a random bowl of what looks like chicken nuggets like sitting around in his living room god i'll try and find this fucking screenshot and put it on instagram but like what was that it is chicken nuggets i think (laughs) not that that would make any sense but it does appear to be yeah and also i'm just really mad that we didn't get to see the cow that he talks about in his back garden because like that could have been a great little moment Yeah, if you're going to mention this cow, then I <laughs> at least one shot of it. I know. Chekhov's cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what I hate? The bit where she's on the phone um, to, like, Iris is on the phone to Amanda, and then she's also mm-hmm. on the phone to Graham, and then she gets yeah. the wrong phone line. The classic stitch up. Comedy gold. <laughs> it's like the scene from the trailer, isn't it? Which I feel kind of misrepresents the movie because it makes it look like it's a quite like slapstick funny movie. <laughs> and like, it's not really. I know. They literally, I mean, they put all the funny moments in the movie and the, in the trailer. Yeah. And they also made them look funnier than they actually are. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like a rom, not a rom-com. I'm so harsh about this movie. Like, I actually do really love it. I have to I say. know. Back to um, LA, I was quite disturbed when Jack Black brought what was quite clearly a Starbucks coffee to Kate Winslet <laughs> and said, this is the best drink in LA. I was going to say it's this. And like, like a Starbucks frappuccino. Literally frappuccino. Like, how basic can you be? It's the best drink <laughs> in town. Jack Black is a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. But look, I think this is just coming from 2021 london coffee snobbery like in 2008 <laughs> starbucks probably was the best drink in town i mean it probably was and it was such a thing back then wasn't it as well like people were obsessed with it yes like pumpkin like, spice lattes were entire personalities oh my god <laughs> i do remember a bit like frappuccinos being a big thing when we yeah. were like teenagers yeah so i mean we only had cafe Nero's in Melbourne, but <laughs> It was the height of sophistication. Going up there for a frappuccino and a panini on a Saturday. (laughs) Nero's was literally the epicenter of our social life. Not gonna lie. I mean, where else was there? I mean, when we weren't old enough to go to Italian. Oh yeah, that was the Italian restaurant that we used to try and drink in and get our booze oh, taken off us because we were 16. That was a dark day. <laughs> oh God. We actually have cameras. We can see that you just put um, alcohol into that drink. <laughs> like how did we think we were going to get away with that? But also like get a life. Like fuck off. Let us have our Bacardi <laughs> and Coke. 
I can't remember how this is relevant to the holiday. I feel like we haven't um, talked enough about Mr. Napkinhead. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Come back to that. I know. I'm Mr. Napkinhead. Speak for you. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess it's cute. You know, he's trying, trying to be a good father and failing. Yeah, because we but all know that um, men have a very low bar for being good parents. <laughs> oh god i was just trying to think about it if it was swapped around and like his character was a woman Mm. in a movie i don't think they would ever write it that like she was a widow she had two kids and she just like didn't see them for three days because she was like having sex with this guy who was in town (laughs) or woman or whatever yeah honestly would not happen happen. like no one would write that for a woman but for a man it's fine yeah exactly infuriating you know <laughs> yeah, well, yeah um and then he's like we come as a package deal me and my children <laughs> and my cow and my bowl of chicken nuggets <laughs> oh i've written in my notes which i can only assume is referring to them what a fake ass couple <laughs> i like do not buy that their relationship works out no we're saying this like they don't resolve the whole like they no. have this whole conversation where they're like, well, what are we going to do? Like we could both like fly back and forth or do like, do you ever like go to New York? Cause we could meet up there. And then they're just like, no. no. And then they just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> and Don't then at the end, end it's it. like, she's not, she's not flown home yet, but like, we can only assume that she's about to and then the relationship just crumbles and doesn't go anywhere. I figured out that this entire movie takes place over the period of like six days. Literally. <laughs> really like, minimal. Between, like, she must fly, they must fly out on like, I don't know, the 20th of December or something. To get there like a few days before Christmas Eve. Yeah, or 23rd or something. And then it's all over by New Year's Eve. It's literally yeah. like a week and a half. Day for New Year's Eve. Hasn't yeah, like fucking hell. Also, the pure chaos of the fact that, like, so the Iris and Arthur storyline is like centered around this event that she oh helps God. him prepare for, right? And does it? He does yeah. a speech at, and all of that. Them organizing the event, him learning the speech, and like training himself up to get there, probably like takes place over like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I literally. He basically was like a rocky like motivation scene where he's like getting yeah. fit and it's like that's over like two hours. <laughs> like, oh there was there was no time <laughs> for that to happen. <laughs> the timelines of the movie are sucked. Intense, very intense. <laughs> I think like that's what you kind of can't get away with when you do like holiday movies because there's reference points of days. So you're like, yeah. oh, this is like legit six days. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and I mean I'm not even going to go into like the whole how did they manage to fly out at lit- with literally no notice at Christmas. <laughs> no time spare. But also, I find it so rude and confusing when, when Cameron Diaz gets there and spends one night and is like, no, not even one night. She spends like an evening and then like repacks her shit. Like, I'm going to go oh home God. tomorrow. And it's Do like- you feel personally offended on behalf of England? Yeah, like fucking hell <laughs> like give it a chance Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. it's not LA but like you know it's still nice <laughs> she's like fuck this I'm off <laughs> literally fuck this it's a one <laughs> evening there oh my god it's so true Ross receding hairline turns it all around and she says <laughs> cow. Oh, oh and his shirt with food down it she's gonna fly back she's like in the airport 
Oh, yeah. She gets through baggage control. And she hasn't even told Iris that she's coming. <laughs> I know. Really, she's just going to turn up back in the house. And then she's like, oh, this is awkward. I'm, I've am i booked my flight home for another two weeks. Yeah, like, it's just like, yeah, you're out, love. I'm back. Your house is shit and tiny. Fuck off. <laughs> not I'm going to lie. Fight. The inside of her house is a bit shit. Like, the, the paint's all peeling off. And like, <laughs> it looks a bit crappy, to be honest. <laughs> oh so yeah i'm pretty appalled by that very very rude of her <laughs> got the the culmination of iris's storyline like where jasper turns up on her doorstep yeah all of a sudden and um she finally finds her oh, gumption <laughs> she finds it i'm the leading lady of my own life <laughs> he's like what's got into you he's like i don't know but it's something resembling gumption <laughs> I love her energy in this scene. Yeah. Like when she decides it, she's like, no, fuck this. And then she like, yep. like gets up and turns the light on. She's like, I need the lights on for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a vibe. And she tells him where to stick it. Honestly, shuts the door in his face. Very square peg, very round hole. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> the rest of my life to live. No, it's cute. <laughs> I like it. And she goes off with, uh, with old JB. I do find the scene very cute where they kind of admit they like each other and he's like, if I come over to England, will you go out with me for New Year's? What a line. Although imagine if she was like, no. <laughs> She's like, ew, no. It's a bit dramatic. <laughs> Can we just like go on a date here first? Just invite you to England with That's me. like a high stakes first date. Like you're flying to London for it. Yeah. That's that is very romantic though. I think that's I think that's no, it's very romantic. Yeah. If you wanted, then... <laughs> if, if, if you <laughs> yeah. didn't, you'd be like, no. Would be a bit stalkery if not. <laughs> and then yeah, he flies over. They have the little cute New Year's party, and uh, <laughs> she <the> comes. Imagine <laughs> when they're like dancing around the living room at the end, and it pans out, and they're all oh in God. there. And it's just the cow on the end of the like. That could have been like comedy gold. Or if like they're just they're just dancing in the living room and then the camera pans the window and the cows just staring <laughs> staring through the window. Not <laughs> like an actual psychopath, and then it turns into a horror and the cow eats them all. <laughs> Apart mate. from Gollum, because she survives. <laughs> She's got power over him. <laughs> oh my god! Can we talk a bit more about Arthur? Yes. And his um and his big ending. <laughs> Oh. oh my god crying big tears for me big tears Honestly, when he walks in he's adorable oh, i mean it's like what we said about like seeing people like proud of other people but that's mm. like he realizes himself that he's like mm. so many more people showed up than i expected i know and he's <laughs> like living on his own in his little house with this he with doesn't his think anyone cares about him anymore oh but they cute. do and we are proud of him as we are proud of him <laughs> I don't think you can do it, Arthur. Get yours. I mean, not like that, but <laughs> get your, <laughs> get your uh, recognition. <laughs> I love that he gets Iris a corsage. Oh, like, yeah. That's what they used to do when I first went on a date. Mm, she's his date for the evening. Oh, it's very cute. Very lovely. I've literally just written down here, I cannot look at Jude's face. It's so contrived. <laughs> <laughs> his actual face is contrived. <laughs> 50% of my notes are just me like trolling just ragging Jude on Jude. <laughs> Honestly, Ugh, it's the worst. In summary, <laughs> we hate half of this movie and we love the other half. 
Honestly, though, it's just so much better in LA. And also, Camus has weird coats, so I don't even enjoy the fashioning. <laughs> oh, let's go on to the fashion, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Best and worst best and worst fashion moments I don't hate all of her outfits but like there's a lot of like you know oh, do you remember in the noughties like everyone had these very ruffly jumpers where it was like a jumper that basically had a scarf built into it yeah <laughs> at like the front. cowl neck yeah cowl neck exactly <laughs> I hate a cowl neck <laughs> horrible yeah. um she has a lot of like yeah fluffy like coats with a fluffy trim which can yeah. be good but which are really back again yeah they really are the sunglasses she wears are like yeah. very, very back as well. Yeah. Huge sunglasses. I, I feel like I remember her wearing nicer things than yeah. she did. I think it's just at the time, like everybody dressed like that. Yeah, they must have been cool at the time. It's even like, I was like, oh, isn't the outfit she wears to Jude Law's house nice? And then this time I'm seeing it and like, she has a very bad belt on. That's like a mm. big bag material. It's like <laughs> a, wasn't it like a chainy belt? It's got a big buckle, but then it's like leather, like wet look leather. Uh, like leather. <laughs> it's not oh, good. Big buckles were really a thing, weren't they? Yeah, just belts were out of control in 2008. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> you know that belt where it was like, it's like loads of round bits? Yeah, like, like a gladiator belt. Leather. Yes. I saw a meme <laughs> that was like, this belt was actually president in 2008. <laughs> Honestly, yes. It had us in a chokehold. <laughs> it ran the free world. <laughs> oh god, there's so many weird things we used to wear back then. But yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like Kate Winslet has some has some nice looks. She's yeah. like a nice. I like her dress when she goes to the um, you know, Arthur's big event. All her she casual clothes are like flares, nice top, and a blazer. Yeah. And sometimes a skinny scarf. Oh, a skinny scarf. Little crochet. Like, yeah. I mean, completely scarf. scarves. <laughs> it's the kind of scarf, yeah, that would literally have no effect on your warmth. And that's when we wore them, like, two long bits either side and then, like, tightly wrapped around yeah. the Yeah. Oh, my God. Such a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember all the different scarf ties? And then there was the one where you, like, folded it in half and then put it around your head and then, like, stuck the two bits through the loop. <gasps> And yes. then it pulls down. Or like there was also one where you would just like throw half of it over your shoulder. Yeah. There were there <laughs> like the three main scarf <laughs> techniques. <laughs> Any others? Let us know. Honestly, the big questions. <laughs> <laughs> what was your scarf technique in 2004? <laughs> Tell me. Um, I don't even wear scarves anymore. Oh, I like a scarf. I knitted two of them last year. <laughs> oh, very good. I'm going to actually knit myself one, I think, this year. Treat yourself. Fair enough. You should. It'll take me months. <laughs> I'll probably finish it in June. <laughs> what is your favourite line? I have, yeah, I think a very square peg, very round hole is definitely a good one. Um, my other favourite one is when Jack Black and Kate Winslet are like having dinner together and then he accidentally touches her boob and he's like, accidental boob grace. <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> Love it. Also, the line that I quote the most, probably on a daily basis, is "You don't like tents." <laughs> <laughs> oh, love the impression of Olivia. It's like caricature English. Like yeah. sometimes I think, even though they are literally all English, they sound so English that I almost wonder if like 
the directors are like, I know you're already English, but can you like sound more English? <laughs> can you like ham it up a bit? <laughs> like, do what Americans think an English accent is? Because they're just like bizarre yeah. accents. They're almost like a bit Austin Powersy. Yeah, the youngest kid. She's like, Amanda, you don't like tents. <laughs> What's your lipstick? It's really nice. <laughs> Very kiss. Very kiss it is. Yeah, it's just like, come on now. You're putting that on. <laughs> not that English. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> what are your faves? I do like, did you join a temple since I last saw you? <laughs> yeah hilarious and then my my anti-favorite line is have you got that little red bikini you know the one that unties in the back it's like what what, like every fucking bikini like the fact that it unties in the back is not a defining characteristic of a bikini (laughs) oh that just i hate that i hear everything about jasper the way he's like oh darling i'm just running into soho house (laughs) some friends leave this planet please (laughs) oh i want him and jude law to get together they deserve each other honestly well they have the same agent because he um once rang me up at work fun fact (laughs) (gasps) who just that jude law and rufus sewell's agent not that exciting (laughs) he announced that he was agent to both of them when he rang up (laughs) yeah he did He's like, oh, yeah. So I'm just calling on behalf of Jude Law. I was like, all right, cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. my job was weird. <laughs> so this brings us to our final segment, life lessons. <laughs> Why am I never prepared for this? We do this every week. Let's be honest, there is not a life lesson for this movie because it's ridiculous and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just, you know, take a risk, take a chance, make a change. <laughs> break away. <laughs> I personally think the life lesson is even if your parents did get divorced when you were 15 you don't, your life isn't over you know keep on trucking you'll be fine oh yeah that's a good one <laughs> yeah I feel no do you know I feel like this it's um really just installing the benefits of home exchange websites you know yeah so. And like you can exchange with a house that's way better than yours. So yeah. always exchange up, <laughs> don't exchange down. Oh, yeah. Like we exchanged our house a couple of times, like me and my family. Really? And um, yeah. We exchanged it up and or then, down. <laughs> well, I always thought about the people coming to stay in our house. And I was like, really? Like you want to come on holiday to Malvern? But like, <laughs> it's like we, we had just like a Spanish family and they just came came to stay in Malvern yeah. for a bit. We well, went to Spain Malvern to stay at their house. Nero. They probably spent the whole week getting paninis <laughs> and cappuccinos. It is a real thing. <laughs> Be seeing you. <laughs> Be seeing you. Oh, I hate that. That's when she's saying goodbye to him, she's like, so I'll just kiss you for the millionth time and say, be seeing you for the millionth time like you met him like six days ago you're actually having this many times a million times nobody says be seeing you no be seeing you anyway be seeing you (laughs) um next week we're gonna be carrying on with the christmas movies which one are we doing next i believe we said elf yeah Mm. i can't wait i bloody love elf it's gonna be a root a, a root a root it's gonna be a root i started to say riot and then i said hoot a root. So it's gonna be a root <laughs> we'll do the whole episode in scottish accent oh my god hey we will yeah, everyone will unsubscribe <laughs> i'm already bored of it all right all right catch you later bye you. my precious <laughs>
follow us on Instagram at Nostalgia Fix Podcast and Twitter at Nostalgia Fix Pod. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or you can email us at nostalgiafixpodcast at gmail.com. And please rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And we'll see you next time.